Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've had a great, great day and um, and you're ready for the weekend because the weekend is here. Um, it's going to be the weekend in, in a couple of hours and I always, always love the... <laughs> the weekend uh it is my favorite time of the week like everyone else well um today we're going to do something that uh, angered me a little bit i've done two podcasts on it but this is um this this is something else um this is the last one i'm going to do in this series because uh Look, um, this guy just gets under my skin he he totally gets under my skin. Uh, and you know who we're talking about, the Roman Catholic um, comedian from Mumbai. Now, as an ex-Roman Catholic myself, I, am, um, I, I, I feel it's my place to say something about this because this is exactly what I grew up with and, and I'm able to articulate and, and um, dissect this mentality where it's coming from. Okay, so we're not going to take the name of this comedian to give him any more space uh, because I think he's just disgusting. Um, I'm sorry, for me, he's not a comedian. There are things you can joke about, but things you don't joke about unless you are going both sides. Okay, so uh, let's start with um, the comedian from Mumbai, uh, a Roman Catholic guy. And he was doing uh, what I call our Chris Rock calls the... uh, American comedian, um, selective outrage, okay, um, or selective amnesia, whatever you want to call it. Now, this comedian was on on his usual show, and a small part of his show is on YouTube. You can go and see it. I will put a link in my podcast, and he was talking about COVID. So the the podcast today is on understanding, dissecting this junction. Um, in a state of an emergency or a pandemic or COVID, uh, if someone asks you for help, uh, would you help that person um, unconditionally or would you ask that person, uh, you know, uh, would you ask that person to do, to, to give you an answer to your questions or do what you want because he's in a very weak position and you will manipulate that position in order for you to go ahead, uh, in order for you to help him. Well, apparently, this comedian does the latter he puts uh he puts a clause on helping people who were struggling who needed his help i mean that is completely disgusting but in it's it is there's precedence for this in roman catholicism okay let me explain that to you um so this comedian, I'm going to just state what he said in his uh, small clip of, an, uh, of the comedy show that he talks about, uh, the clip of which I will put on my podcast. So basically it goes like this. During COVID, Instagram was like a hospital ward. Every post was, I need a cylinder. I, will, I, I want an oxygen cylinder. I need a hospital bed. I need oxygen. Um... And I was like, um, really? That's what you need? Well, you voted for chai. Drink it now. Um, n- none who had a falling on social, um, 
so there were many, many comments like this, uh, and everyone who had uh, a large following received messages in his in their DMs uh, inbox asking for help. Okay. They were like, I need such and such a thing. Can you please share this with your followers? Can you please amplify my cry for help? Now, as somebody who has a little bit of following on social media, I got these messages too. And I'm talking about the comedian. I'm reading his words, okay? Uh, by and large, not exactly. Uh, like I said earlier, in a difficult time, I'm happy to help out if I can make a difference. But I, I also have an obligation to my followers. I, can blind, I can't blindly share anything that comes into my inbox. I have to verify the information right. So whenever I receive the messages, I'm asking for help, saying I need such and such a thing. Um, I, I would ask, I would ask them, who did you vote for? And if they said chai, not chai, I would share the message. But if they said they voted for chai, I would block them. I told my friend this. And he was like, bro, this is exactly what the hospitals should have done. And he said, yeah. Just think, if you have, um, if you have, um, if you're in a hospital, you go to a hospital saying, I have COVID. I need an ICU bed. And the first thing the nurse should do, the administration to do, is who did you vote for? Not Chai? Okay, come in, come in. Right this way, sir. We have uh, an ICU bed for you. Come in this way. There's air conditioning, Netflix, Wi-Fi. Come, come, come. Next, I would, if the next person would come and he has COVID and he would come say, I have COVID, I need an ICU bed. Who did you vote for? Chai. Uh, the comedian said, he would say, so basically, the, um, the comedian, this Roman Catholic uh, sick mentality comedian, is trying to say that, I don't know if it's, a, now I don't know if this is just a comedy show and if he really did this, or if he really did this and he's, he's elaborating what he did. Now, I really don't know that, but it's on his comedy. Um, this mentality, he's saying in this comedy show that he supports this through his comedy. He supports this mentality of helping people only if they voted for the same group as him or if they did not vote for the prime minister who he calls Chaiwala. He doesn't have the balls to say it, so he says Chai. So he's referring to Narendra Modi. Uh, now... <laughs> And he says he's a Catholic comedian. He's not a castist comedian. He's a Catholic comedian in his previous uh, show because cast is, is Roman Catholic. We know that. It's coming to Roman Catholic. So, yes, anyone who's Catholic is uh, of caste uh, lineage. Okay? First point number one. And we have promoted caste all through the Americas. That's point number one. One, two, three, four, and five. Dalit is also Judeo-Christian. So, you know, um, patriarchy is also Abrahamic. Um, and women's uh, disempowerment is also very Abrahamic and very Roman Catholic. Okay, it's there in, in, in record and we've done a podcast on it. So what is this guy talking about? Why in the hell does he dare to talk about something so sick as this. If someone comes up to you for help, do, would you unconditionally help that person 
or would you uh, would you go would you say no if you didn't vote you voted for the chaiwala so no how sick can you be how disgusting can you be how pathetic can you be because when the police are there to help you when you're lost are they going to ask you who did you vote for when you go to school and the money for those schools are, are contributed by the entire society, who would you ask? Would, would, you, would they say, oh, no, the, the Christians I'm going to leave out because they butchered our ancestors? In spite of what Christianity did, they are still, um, they are still providing money to you to, for schools. When the armed forces put their lives on the line, do they say, oh, I'm only, I'm only going to protect only the Hindus or are they only going to protect the whole country? When, when, the, when the farmers are, are uh, growing the crop, do they say, oh, we're only growing for the Hindus or growing for the Christians or they grow for the entire country? But there are only two groups, two sick groups who do this. And one is Islam, the other is Christianity. If you don't vote for me, I will not, um, you won't get what I want. You, you won't, I won't help you. Or if you don't convert to my religion, I cannot help you. And from this comes the concept of rice bags. Okay? He did a comedy show on this a little earlier, and I, and I did a podcast on that. He's called Rice Bags. He says, Hindus call him, use slurs, you know, and on the, and, and on the internet you have this um, right-wing Hindutva groups, slender Christians with slurs, rice-backed slurs. Uh, no, it was actually something that the Christians did themselves, and this was started by the British, this concept of rice bags, because they kept the Hindus, the local Hindus, in poverty, uh, they refused to give them any food. They refused to give them any education. They took away their land. They took away their support system. They took away, they broke their temples and built churches on top of the temples. So the entire support system was broken down. So when the Hindus became poor, they would say, if you want rice, you would have to convert. And this is exactly the same mentality. So the same mentality, there's precedence for this, and the rice bag is proof that this, uh, this it existed, and this is the modern version of the rice bag. He's proving that the rice bag is correct. So why does he, why does he cry? Because Roman Christ, Catholics who cry victim and point fingers at others, like any other, other Abrahamic flat earth uh, group, are, are victims of their own ignorance and their own hypocrisy. And Roman Catholicism in this country, in India, is an absolute hypocritical, flattered, pedophilic empire. So right here he's telling me, telling us, if I, if you voted for the Chaiwala, you voted for Narendra Modi, I'm not going to help you. Only if you vote for who I want you to vote, uh, if you vote for my guy, then I will give you help. It doesn't matter if you're dying. Tomorrow, if someone does that to him and his family or any other Christian, you'll have the whole world outrage. Oh, my God, a Christian is, is dying. He was dying and the Hindus didn't help. They're fascist Hindus. They will not say that this is the mentality of the Christians to begin with. I mean, is it disgusting or is it disgusting? Because I find it disgusting. And I had to say it. Now, let me tell you, this, this outrage of his, of not helping others, can be picked up by anyone. Okay, Someone who, who gets angry will pick it up, and there will come a time when they will say, no, I'm sorry, you Christians are not helping us. Uh, you're not Christians, are not contributing to the country. You're not helping those who, 
who who uh, who don't vote for you. So when you need help, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to provide you any help. I don't care if you're dying. It will happen. And this is going on the internet. This backward mentality is going on the internet. And, and someone will pick it up and do exactly the opposite. And then they'll scream on the whole planet, see how Hindus are nationalistic. Disgusting people, but they, they, they will not say anything about themselves. They will, say, they will use only one side of the story. Um, and, and, when, and, and there's always to create divide and rule. You understand now why Abrahamic groups are absolutely ignorant to the core it's all about us versus them us versus them us hindus versus muslims christians versus hindus he doesn't have the guts to say it against muslims doesn't have the guts but he will say it against the hindus because the hindus are big bad pagans and they have power and the supremacist christian mentality does not and neither neither does the islamic mentality so exactly what it is uh, when i see someone else having power compared to me and especially if he's not if he's the pagan heretic uh chaiwalas who think that they who who are doing better than them who they cannot see doing better they will be slandered they will be slandered and put down and and selective outrage of them being, oh my God, uh, um, no, you voted for the chai, well, I'm not going to help you. That is selective outrage because it would not work the other side. The entire planet would put them down. It is disgusting, this mentality, and he had the balls to get it out there and put it on TV. Is not comedy. It should be brought down immediately, and he has to, at this point, um, make a statement why he did it, if he really did it, why he did it, and how far has this gone? And what would he do if someone did the same thing to him? Because it's written in the Bible, chapter 7, Matthew, verse 12, ask not what you do to, under, uh, to others, ask what someone else does to you. It means tomorrow someone has, does the same thing to another Christian. This is the mentality, this is the excuse they're going to use. Now, I want to tell you that there's a precedence for this in the, in the, in the, um, in the Bible. Uh, in the Old Testament, chapter 6, Sorry, chapter three. That's Leviticus. Leviticus is the third. Is is the uh, third chapter, ch third book in the Old Testament, and chapters thirteen to sixteen tells you all about how they treated people who were sick. Now, in the time biblical times, in biblical history. Uh, we know that the Levant, the kingdom of Israel, the kingdom of Judea, the Roman provinces were all on a fault line. It's the same fault line that caused the earthquakes in Turkey. Okay, the same fault line. So every time there's a, an earthquake, which is very often, every time there's a volcanic eruption, this area would be in a full-fledged, um, you know, um, economic crisis, people would flee, there would be pandemics, there would be plagues, there would be viruses, there would be skin diseases. Now remember, this is also a junction for three continents, Africa, Arabia, uh, Asia, and sorry, for uh, Europe, because Arabia was considered a sort of a semi-continent uh, back then, but uh, Arabia, Asia, Europe, and Africa. This is the junction, so everyone had to pass by it. Now, they would bring their, their, their baggages and their diseases 
through this area and they would infect everyone else. So there were strict laws of cleanliness in order to circumvent the, um, the geological and the climatic and the um, health crisis that was all, already always plagued this, this area, just like the Turkey earthquakes today. Uh, they had no tools uh, to do anything and so all they would do is isolate. So they had to isolate uh, you. If you were sick, you would be sent to the high priest. Now, this high priest is not a doctor. It's a, just a holy person, okay, like a mullah and a tullah, uh, who takes out the jinns from you. And the pedophile priests who pretend they're God's gift to planet Earth. Uh, so they would have to be seen by the high priest. The high priest would look at the person and if he had a rash or any type of a disease and it was, you know, um, a visual thing that you could see, the high priest would then, uh, he would then have to scream, put a cloak around him, scream unclean, unclean with a bell. He would have to move into the streets and he would be sent to a camp, okay, outside the city, ex, ex, uh, ex, um, limits and that camp would be a place where there was no water no food it was away from the trade routes um, and these camps were called in english leprosy colonies now leprosy was not only just the hansen's disease leprosy was any type of skin disease so the moment someone got sick like like modern day covid uh they would be sent to a leprosy colony and this is how uh, the early Judeans treated uh, treated the the sick people that back then, and from this mentality, okay, this mentality which says um, um, it, it basically says that if you're sick, that means you're cursed by God. You should be shunned away. Okay, so you have not partaken in God's word. You have not followed God's commandments. You have not. Um, um, done what God has asked of you. You do not support me and my God. So you have to be shunned away. I will not uh, help you. We are not able to help you. You will be sent to a leprosy colony. Basically, by and large, that was it. And this mentality was all around the Middle East. Okay, It was institutionalized in the Bible, but it came about... Um, it came about uh, an institutionalization in the Middle East, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. We, and I can't tell you if there were previous civilizations who, uh, who use this method, who actually institutionalized this. But we know it's in the Old Testament. Now, you know that Christians come from the Judeo, uh, Judeo mentality. It's the same thing because Jesus was a Jew. Um, and they continued this, and this has been continued even in Islam. So Islam says kufr, this is where the kufr comes from, uh, that you have not accepted the word of God, you have not accepted the word of Allah, and so that's why you are infidel, you are pagan in, in uh, Christian terms, or you are najas, najas means dirty, you are filthy, you are unclean, um, and you should be sent to a camp, a leprosy colony, and a leprosy colony in our in in hebrew are called makkas makkas with leprosy colonies and it is if you read chapter leviticus of the old testament which is normally the third book um it's chapter 13 to 16 and you can see for yourself or you go to any roman movie and you will see how uh say you just have to type uh, leprosy in biblical times 
uh, and you will see how they were treated. That is how they were treated in biblical times. I will put a link on my podcast uh, and you can take a look at that. And basically, it is to tell you that in ancient Christianity, okay, in Judaism and even um, Islam, if you were sick and you didn't, you were considered cursed by God, and because God cursed you, uh, you, uh, he, you are definitely um, not following, you, you do not take up for him, you do not take up for his message, and because you do not align with God, uh, you will be sent to a leprosy colony, or you will be killed. You have, we have the right to kill you. Uh, and that's what, what would happen. They would kill entire tribes. And from that, we get honor killing. So a tribe, would, people would move in tribes because tribes were the families of those times. Instead of nuclear families, we had tribal families. Those were the only families that we had. And these families then became small villages, hamlets, and finally, we got the villages, the bigger villages of today and the cities of today. But the, at one time, there were small tribes moving from one place to the other place. Now, when they move from one place to the other place, if one member of their tribe, of their family was sick, uh, they would kill that person because the entire tribe would be considered sick and would be either killed or the or the tribe would have go to, have to go to a leprosy colony or Makkah. And from that we get honor killing, you understand? So honor killing comes from this junction, it's institutionalized uh, uh, in the Bible, it's institutionalized in um it's institutionalized in the in, in the Quran. Uh, well, I don't think honor killing is in, in institutionalized, but they do call you if you do not align with God, with Allah, uh, you're najas and you can be killed. And that's why they wanted to kill people on um, or kafirun. They wanted to kill them because they did not align with God. And in this very difficult zone, this very difficult seismic zone, uh, people who were filthy, people who were dirty people were people who did not align with God's word uh, because he gave the commandments for cleanliness and because he did not align you did not align with the world they had a right to kill you to cleanse the world of sin it's sin is basically your sickness your illness that is what sin is sin is that you're your you have disaligned with god you have disobeyed god and his commandments and for cleanliness for uh, spiritual cleanliness and and physical cleanliness and you can be killed you should be killed uh, or god will send you to hell in the end so if you do not follow, you you have the right to be be your life taken away, and basically, uh, on the other side, you will go to hell. So, this there's a precedence for this in the in in um, in uh, Abrahamic books, and that's why these two groups, Christianity specifically and Islam, go around converting people. They go around converting people because they even they themselves have forgotten what the original um, ideology came out for, the geographical and the geological reason for these ideologies were based on a specific context. It was not meant for narrative for the world. It's meant for that particular context. But they don't understand. They have forgotten. Now they've made it into an ideology. They've gone around the world destroying civilizations and, and converting people. And 
In that conversion, they take over lands, they destroy the local temples, the local schools, the local setup. They they destroy the support system, the social system of of this land. And then after, when the people are poor, people don't have knowledge, people don't have uh, economic uh, opportunities, then they say, oh, look, it's a third world country, there's discrimination, third world country. And then they say, well, if you want food, you have to convert to us. If you want money, uh, if you want rights, you convert to us. Um, this is what um, th- this is where the mentality comes from, and from there you get rice bags. And this cock and bull co- comedian, this Indian Roman Catholic comedian, a little sick fellow, he's actually cribbing about rice bags when he is a product of that rice bag. He's a product of that ignorance of his Roman Catholic slave masters who did who subjugated his his ancestors, but no, he's Roman Catholic. So he doesn't know anything except spitting on the pagans, which are the Hindus. And it's okay. I mean, after all, you can slender people as chai and chaiwala, but, uh, you know, um, no dignity in work for them. And they blame the Hindus. I remember when we were young, we, they would say, oh, these Hindus, they have no dignity. Their caste system, you know, if anyone works, they have no dignity in work. And because of them, we have no dignity. Uh, this is the backward Hindu mentality. But now you know where this mentality comes from. This is proof that this main mentality is not Hindic. It, it, it's Abrahamic. It comes from this Abrahamic background. And if you don't do what I want you to do, if you, you will be subjugated and, and, and broken until, until I get from you what, you what I want. So you work for me and make sure that I get to power and if not, I will not help you, which is the worst thing ever that you could do. I don't care what your label is, because when you do something to others, you give the key to the other person to do the same thing to you. So if I'm saying something to him right now, he can come back and say the same thing to me. I have nothing to say, and that's fine. I'm not against his speech. I'm against what he's saying, and it's a good way to let people speak, to know where they stand on issues, because that's the only way you can make this junk into an intellectual laboratory, you can counter them and you can rise up. Now, let me tell you that this is the mentality. This is where we get um, the rice bags from. This is where we get honor killing from. And as a child, um, um, well, we forget my childhood. Okay, let's uh, just go quickly. Jesus never did this. Never, ever, ever did this. The church has practiced this mentality, but not Jesus, because Jesus very clearly went into these leprosy colonies to help people who couldn't help themselves. It is very clear from uh, biblical history that uh, Jesus overstepped the boundaries laid by the the, Jewish lawmakers of that time he he went to help the people in the desert he went the people he went to help these people who were dying in these leprosy colonies giving them water he was incensed by how they were treated and on that basis he based his mission uh, but they've completely forgot the church. The church did exactly the opposite for 2,000 years, and they are still doing this. And this basis, this mentality, is the basis for this Roman Catholic comedian from India, from Mumbai, to basically 
spit on or degrade or deny people help during COVID. When someone does the same thing to him, please do not cry. Now, I'm, I'm stating again, this is the church, the institution who has practiced this mentality, uh, but this has nothing to do with Jesus. And we know this is proof that the church and Jesus are like oil and water. They do not mix. They're two complete entities that are different. Um, the church has used Jesus' name but has not practiced what Jesus practiced. Okay. Um, having said that, this is not the mentality of every single Christian. Okay, because I'm um, I'm um, I was growing up. I grew up with a, a small minority, and and every there are plenty of minorities working very hard for the country. I myself, my doctor was non-Christian, was non-Hindu, he was Muslim, and we all helped one another. There was never a problem. Um, and technically, I have to say, the church in where I grew up, or in 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 India, should I say, in in my city. But bear in large India, I've never seen them deny help to anyone. No church denies um, medical help to someone. Now, maybe maybe they might not allow you to say, okay, well, don't come here. You can't come. In the, you can't have the host, the Holy Communion during Mass. But the small restrictions, but they, will, they are not allowed to deny anyone help. They might scream at you, yell at you, ask you to convert to them, but they've never denied don't know of any instance where they denied people help um, or told us that we must not help those who are not Christian um, or we must not we must deny help to those who are Hindus. I've never heard them saying that, okay? And I've never seen someone deny anyone help. We've always been brought up and every single Christian I know of has always offered help to anyone in need of help, whatever the conditions might be, I mean, in the sense like, you know, they might say, oh, yes, you're Hindu, Hindu, but even that is very rare. I've never seen it officially. Most people, 95% of the people, Christians, will help anyone without any, any condition, and we are always trained that you must always help people who cannot help themselves from the time we are born. So this is not a mentality that is carried on by 95% of the people. And most people are very willing and grateful to help you. Um, and so please do not take this out on everyone, unlike this idiotic Roman Catholic man who's sitting in the broth probably mentally coming from a traumatized home or sitting at the bottom of the barrel, trying to go up the ladder. Uh, and then you, you do nonsense like this. Uh, but more importantly, I, I will say that this is an underlying mentality. You know, I say we're currents and waves and the currents swarm under the surface, swarm and swarm and swarm under the surface. And one fine day it comes up. But there is a percentage of people backward who have a backward mentality, who have an all mentality at the church too. some of the, you know, uh, Eucharistic ministers or the um, uh, church ministers will have have a backdoor, background, underground mentality, as we say, you know, this dark um, side of them that say, oh, you know, who say, um, if these people don't give us what we want, if they don't convert, or they, they, they don't, um, you know, um, you don't do what I say, don't help them, just throw them out. Uh, these stupid people, first they vote for someone and then afterwards they cry. They vote for Modi and they cry. As if on the planet, in every single country uh, who had Christian leadership or Christian countries or Muslim countries, there were no deaths. 
As of every single country uh, in Canada, there were so many deaths. In the United States, there were almost a million, little less than a million. I'm not sure the exact amount. Canada, UK, there were people dying in the thousands. Europe, Australia. I mean, it was horrendous. Uh, was it because they voted for the child of Allah? Or was it because there was no way that any country in the world was prepared or could handle this uh, loss of life? No way on the earth. But no, he has to blame the Chaiwala because the, there are, like I said, there's 5% of the people of the church, the ecosystem, who, who uses this backward mentality and says, you know, if, if those filthy Hindus, those filthy pagans, oh, they've never learned then that thousands of gods and... Uh, you know, if if they if they don't vote for you, you should not help them. If they don't, if they vote for some some stupid Hindu RSS people, don't help them. Why should we help them? Uh, let them help themselves. But they're eating the food that these people grow. These they're using the same police force. They're using the same um, uh, arms uh, arms services. So there's a five percent people there and. We on the inside, we are standing up and we are saying no to this. That is why we are leaving, because this is a sick mentality that does not define us, that does not define our childhood, that does not define what we have learned in our childhood or we've been taught by our elders. It does not define the, the, the majority of people and it definitely does, does not define our future. And because we do not want to get caught in this web of backward mentalities, uh, um, yes, my dear friends, we are leaving in a hurry and there are a lot of Christians questioning this, there are a lot of Muslims questioning this and because we are leaving, they are going, democracy is at stake, democracy at stake, that means those who voted for them all these years blindly are now standing up and say, this is precisely the mentality that I do not want to cater to or I do not want to vote for and that's why I'm voting for the other side, whoever that side is. I do not stand with this mentality and we are challenging it. So please take it to your friends, your family, challenge it yourself. Have that conversation because it's important to get it out. It's important to say that this mentality should never be there. When someone needs help, whatever your label, remove your label, remove your hats. Uh, remove your ideologies and just provide that help because we are all cyclic. One day it will be our turn and we need help in return. So do not ever question someone's um, political position. You have no right to 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 provide your use your political position to help to stop help from someone just like the the prime minister of india the same chaiwala who knows that turkey does not like them turkey is um, turkey is muslim but turkey is now but India was the first group to help Turkey when they needed the help the most. Seven, seven, um, seven planes that went, uh, personnel that went, armed services that went. But this godforsaken Roman Catholic uh, comedian, I'm sure, would not have been there. Because after all, if you if you vote for the Chaiwala, you know what? Um, uh, yeah, absolutely, you're not getting my help. But he's standing on the stage, probably built by Hindus, uh, mics and, and, and equipment used, done by Hindus, but it's okay to, to spit on them because that's what the backward church says. Of course, um, you know, pedophiles, um, pedophiles uh, uh, community and a caste community uh, who bought in Dalit, who butchered and enslaved many people around the world. He he's has the moral authority to say to them, to, to this country, if you vote for the Chaiwala, I'm not going to vote for you. But guess what? 
If you vote for, I don't care who you vote for, I would still help you, but I will let you know that your backward mentality is only for the garbage bin, has nothing to do with Jesus, has nothing to do with his, uh, his, uh, his legacy, and it definitely, and all the more, I would vote for the Chaiwala because of God-forsaken people like him. Now, I'm not Indian anymore, and it's not my place to tell you who to vote or not to vote for. I'm just using this as an example. So, that is where I stand, my friends. I hope you take a stand on this. It is important. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Have that conversation. And remember, we all need to heal because at the end of the day, we are all the same. We are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. And we are part of this great big cosmic ocean. We are exactly the same. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I wish you a great day, great evening, great weekend until we meet again.